Welcome to the Lost and Found. Welcome back to those of you who are returning. Welcome to those of you who are new. The Lost and Found is a space of rediscovery, recollection, and we're here today to talk about living out loud. What that looks like. Returning back to a state of sensitivity, uh, a state of openness, and we're going to get into it. So this phrase, living out loud, came to me in December 2023, and when it came across my heart, I, I felt like it was one of those things that gave language and really named what all I was feeling and experiencing at the time in terms of my hope to share more of what I was feeling for the things that had been revealed to me in my heart to live outside in my hands. And so I was like, let me let me sit with this concept. And ultimately, Living Out Loud made it on my vision board for 2024, as I knew it would. Um, around that time of December, I'm starting to think, okay, what's the vision going to be for next year? This isn't my word of the year, but it is one of the words. <laughs> and so oftentimes, it's a dwelling that needs to take place with these concepts um, for you to really discover what it is that they have in store for you. And so I've just been sitting with it, repeating it each day, looking over it. And I'm here to sort of share what I've come up with thus far. But choosing to live out loud is a daily decision that we make. And that is to say, I will no longer stay silent about my salvation. See, salvation, as I understand it, is to be deliverance from devastation or a devastating situation to be saved and there are a lot of paths to take in this life in this world where we have freedom of choice there are many ways to do things and by living out loud i'm saying that i'm choosing to live in a greater truth. Living out loud is to say I am expressing my position. I'm naming which which side I'm on. I'm naming the nuance and complexities of what I'm experiencing. So there are two fundamental points or key components to living out loud. The first is honesty. The second is honor, honoring thyself, honoring your experiences, your history. I've gotten to a point where I can't withhold God's goodness to me. I can't just hold in my testimony. There's a line from one of my poems where I say, they may see the sun of your smile but miss the very shadows you celebrate emerging from. People will see the product, but people won't understand the process. So I've been down, broken and bruised, but through it all, 
there's still good news. The danger is people may think that you have it all figured out and that you've got all the answers. But living out loud means I know where to go for the answer. When you choose to give your life to Christ, you've chosen a path. You've accepted him as your answer. But what happens is we become successful in our confession, yet fail in our commitment. Because we say we're Christians, we identify with Christ, we have new life and eternal life through Christ, but do our actions really align with his walk? Living out loud is a commitment. It's a life of constant confession. And that's really what the lost and found is. I mean, it's about me honoring my journey having greater honesty with what I'm going through and what God has given me. So this is my invitation to the world. This is my sort of swing at extending my expressions to those around me. And so that's why we're here. Living out loud is a language through which we are gifted. It's the language that lifts us. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Words. Living out loud. God spoke and it came into being. There's power in words. There are times when you're just sitting back talking with the folks around you and someone says that, their week is going rough, and you reply saying, I felt that. I felt that. Because there's a mutuality to the experience which is recognized. Babies live out loud. We once were outspoken, mouths and hands wide open. Our requests were made known. But now, instead of living out loud, many of us are living in a lie. Not a single lie, but a subtle collection of misconceptions. It's a lie to think that no one cares about what you're going through. Capitalism is not concerned about your well-being. But we should not live by the metric of money and markets, but a master who makes us from a higher place. It's a lie to think that your voice is not impactful. You were created to influence your environment. When you were in the womb, the world began shifting and preparing for your arrival. When you smiled, you made other people smile. When you walked for the first time, people cheered. When you spoke, they listened. If a child can capture the attention of a crowd with few words, how much more could our life experiences reach into the hearts of humanity? The dilemma of our day is that people will see your walk, but not know what goes into your walk. I was hoping to make the basketball team. And so I was at a personal training workout and I was warming up, getting loose, hitting some jump shots, you know, getting my crossover together. Yeah, yeah, 
you know, getting warmed up. I did an in and out crossover. I went in and my knee came out and I was on the ground <laughs> in pain. And I remember just getting carried out to the car. My knee popped back in. I was like, thank you, God. I, it, tragic time. I remember being in a cast for a long time, not being able to bend and flex my knee into a rested position. I remember being on crutches. I remember going to physical therapy many weeks, trying to regain strength and return back to my normal state. And it was tough. Um, had to learn how to walk again. <laughs> and how to strengthen a leg, a knee that was, in a way, unused for so long. I couldn't put pressure on it. I had to do workouts and elevate it and do all of this continuous work. If I wanted to get healthy... If I wanted to be back in a space where I would have mobility for the rest of my life. And so I ended up making the basketball team. Yeah, yeah. I hear y'all shouting for your boy. Yeah, that's love. Nah, that's not the shout. I'm still walking to this day. And it may not seem like much, but my life could have dramatically been changed. Had I not gone to therapy, had I not had therapy as an option, now it may not have been your knee, but there is something that you can relate to in my story. Think about how much you don't know about the people around you. It may not be a physical ailment, but there are mental battles, emotional challenges, spiritual situations that we're all trying to overcome. Can we stop lying and acting like everything is good? People ask you how you are every day and you choose to respond a certain way. That's why when you ask me, I got to take some time. And whether you really care or not, I'm going to let you know. Because what it does is it makes the other person slow down too. your response is powerful. Yes, you have to wait for me to process. No, we can't get straight to business. What if you told them you weren't feeling good today? Rather than trying to dig up a smirk. And can we be honest? It's, it's easy to lie. It's easy to not unravel the truth and the nuance and complexity that it really requires and deserves. That's easy. It's much harder to... Tell people about what's going on and where you're at. But it's worth it. What if they knew you were dealing with a loss? See, there's a lie that creeps in and says they don't even care. I just got to get I just got to get whatever's in front of me done. No, that's not true. And also, no, it's not going to make all your responsibilities go away. But you can at least get help. What if people were able to work with you through it? 
You think everyone's against you because you've let no one in. Warning, it's not going to be comfortable. But it's also not about convenience. See, honesty is a bridge to the heart. It's how we show people who we are and how we are. It's what helps people meet you. So the first question we ask whenever we meet someone, whenever we're in passing is, how are you? Hey, how are you? How are you? We just throw it out. How are you? But that's an indication. It's in our nature to want to meet people. It's in our nature. It's in our nature <laughs> to learn about people, to be understood. So if I don't know how to meet you where you are, the danger is my efforts won't be successful. Is this a good time to talk? Because I don't want to pour out my plans as if everything I'm saying is not going to be heard. You can't be present right now, and that's okay. Because there's an honesty we need to have with ourselves. There's an honesty we need to have with God. And an honesty we need to have with each other. But the beautiful piece about God's love is that it covers us. God's unconditional love is unfailing and unwavering in its honesty. God ain't gonna lie to you. Oftentimes, it's really the brutal honesty of our bad decisions speaking. So we have to distinguish because that's not God. Many of us end up in the hospital because we fail to listen. A lot of people end up injured because they fail to listen to the signals we failed to feel. Dead people don't feel anything. Therefore, our living requires sensitivity. What areas are dead in your life? Where don't you feel anymore? You're not even phased by things that you see going on around you in the news. When we're dishonest, it hurts. I believe it was Zora Neale Hurston who said, there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside of you. The urgency of this message is that people are in pain, but are refusing to name it. But one of the most liberating things we can do is speak. And it's not just about words. Confession has its place. But we are message bearers. We are continuously sending messages. So stop fake smiling. <laughs> stop sending people false signals. Honesty looks like not showing up to some places. You don't got to keep putting up a front. There are things in your life that have been barely hanging on for years. And some stuff you just got to let go. 
Some people you just got to let go. Let's be real. When you start living out loud, your intolerance increases. So you can't take people lying to your face. You can't take the lack of reciprocity in this season. Some folks are stuck in situations because they haven't been honest about what hurt them. So everything stays surface level. Our relationships, our engagements, they lack depth. So what happens is there are people around you who don't know you. Honesty is an invitation to the interior. Now, my inspiration for this message today came from Psalm 40. When I was reading verses 9 through 10, I was like, that, that's it. That's living out loud if I ever heard it. <laughs> Psalm 40, verses 9 through 10 read, I proclaim righteousness in the great assembly. See, I do not keep my mouth closed, as you know, Lord. I did not hide your righteousness in my heart. I spoke about your faithfulness and salvation. I did not conceal your constant love and truth from the great assembly. I didn't hold back. Translation. I was honest. I was open. I lived out loud. It says, the phrase is, living out loud. Not quiet. Not living on the inside. Living out loud. It's going to shift some things. It's going to be disruptive. It's not going to be easy. But we know there are so many noises in society. So many competing voices and things fighting for your attention right now. That... You have to be loud. But God is so gracious that he already knows. He already hears us. You don't need to scream at God. You ain't got to do all that rah-rah. He already knows. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 through 27. New International Version, it reads, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. He already knows. He already hears you louder than you hear yourself. <laughs> because he hears what's going on inside of you. He hears your thoughts. He hears everything. But he's waiting on you to speak. It's like going to the doctor when they ask you, what's going on? How can I help you? Your ability to receive help is dependent upon your ability to name what's going on. Now, they're not saying you need to articulate with scientific sophistication what's taking place, but can you trace the pain? Can you be a little more specific if you tell them that my left shoulder is hurting? 
then you're able to have them focus better on what's going on. This is where the pain has been. And that's all God's asking. Where has the pain been? The concern isn't whether or not God is moving. But are we allowing him to move through us? May I submit that it's not just about pain, living out loud. It's about the abundance of love that overflows, that awaits. You know God's already been working. He's already been leading you and keeping you, healing you, protecting you. He's already sending the help that you, that you need. But unfortunately, when help comes, we're not ready to receive it sometimes. So when we live out loud, it's not just about the bad. It's about seeing the good, seeing possibility, seeing the great, <laughs> seeing the gain, seeing the light. Because God has already brought us through so much. And if we could just tell somebody, testify, that word means to be evidence. The song says, we've got evidence. We're the living proof. You keep promises and your word won't fail. When we testify, we inform others. We can inspire others. We also remind ourselves of where we've been. When I think about my knee, and I just laugh at that statement, my knee. Right? Like, it's something I laugh about now. It's laughable. But there was real pain. There was real devastation in that moment. That recovery process was not easy. But I look back and I'm laughing at it. It was so long ago. And God did not have to do that. He did not have to heal me. I could have not recovered. And so oftentimes we are... Foolish in thinking that growth was guaranteed. So we ask ourselves, why me? Why have I made it through everything that I've made it through? It's because God's plans for me were greater than any pain that I'll suffer. God's plans for me are greater than any pain that I'll suffer. I would not be where I am today serving in the places he's allowed me to serve without mobility. Some of us are stuck. God wants to restore your movement, but it's going to take time and submission. You're going to have to be committed to the process of recovery. Telling truth makes lies move out of the way. When you embrace the truth, you rise. You realize that you don't have to live as low as you've been. So I hope that you share the good going on to you, the good going on through you, the good going on around you, because there's healing in celebration. There's healing in the celebration of others. That's why those around you are being blessed. 
So don't be jealous. Be expectant. I got to testify myself. I mean, this past weekend, I hosted an oratorical competition for high school students. And it started with this idea that we should do a writing workshop. And so I began really just working with student speeches on the page and giving them feedback so that they can make edits, revise, and we go through that whole situation. But the spoken word advocate that I am, (laughs) I was like, I really want there to be an avenue, an opportunity where students can take their perspectives, their voices from the page to the stage. And we know, as the I think Shakespeare says, all of life is a stage. But truly, it's not about a specific platform. When I think back to my high school experience, there were many opportunities that I had to sit on like panels and where I was just thrown in front of crowds and had to really develop my voice. And so I was like, what if we had a platform solely dedicated to training and encouraging the public speaking voices of young people? And so we had 12 participants, families came out, we had a nice turnout of about, I want to say around 50 people. And it was just stellar. I mean, ultimately, I just pray that God continues to use that experience and to grow them for for the momentum of that time to be carried forward into other circumstances and places. It was just a seed. It was a seed that I planted. But the backstory most people don't know is that the theme of the competition, History is Ours, came from a poem God gave me in 2021. And that poem was what I used to uh, speak at my class's convocation. So I had the belief that that word had not dried up yet. I had the belief that though it's familiar to me, it can be new and still of use to someone else. So living out loud is about looking back at what we've undergone and believing that that can do something for someone else. So I took the seed from Ithaca, New York, 2021, and planted it in Chicago in 2024. I can't imagine what's that what that's going to do and what fruit that shall bear that the young people and their families and everyone who is in that space and blessed by it myself included how we'll carry that forward so if I can take that seed and plant it how much more has God given you we got to give him the glory This is about giving God the glory. That's what living out loud is about. Giving God the glory. How much more? How much more? That's that's the thought that just keeps coming to mind. Uh, Luke chapter 12, verses 22 through 31. When he talks about provision, it talks about how the grass, the ravens, the lilies, are clothed and provided for how much more 
Will he clothe you? The song says, how much more does he love you? So just be you and be real. Just be real. My dad says we complicate life. It's not hard. We complicate it. So I'll release you from the lie of not being enough. So I'd like to finish with this prayer, this affirmation, this covering. Lord, we relinquish ungratefulness and ask that you restore our hearts. We are relevant. Our experiences are valid. We shall be vocal. You can use it all, God. Our story is not just about us. I speak the spirit of truth unto the lives of every listener. Lord, bring light to every struggle, every corner that has caused us to lose sight. It was Rumi who said, the wound is where light enters you. So God, we have been punctured, but we ask that healing would come forth and penetrate the gaps. We believe you because you've done it before. We believe you because it has not required our knowing or approval. Your word works. Our words work. So may we speak them and continue to seek you. Thank you, God, for giving us a mouth. Thank you, God, for giving us a message. If the deaf can still hear you, if the blind can still see you, how much more can we do with faculties that function? Thank you for the kingdom. Thank you that we don't have to walk alone. Thank you for surrounding us, not just with your presence, God, but real people. Thank you for placing us in a space where we can see how to be free. I thank you for wanting to use us. Thank you for the decision to endow us with the breath of life. Thank you for a plan that is already written. I declare that we shall be delivered from silence and unwillingness. You are the root, God. Have your way. You have an atmosphere you are trying to affect where we are. You have an atmosphere that you are trying to affect in our schools, in our workplace, in our families, everywhere our feet shall tread, everywhere our influence shall spread. Your word says on account of your mercy and all that you have done to offer our bodies as living sacrifices holy and pleasing unto you. This is true and proper worship. Lord, let us be an instrument. Let us not be satisfied with being low, but let us keep our eyes up towards where you would have us go and who you would have us be in the year of 2024. It is in the mighty name of Jesus that we say thank you for sending the answer. Thank you for power. Thank you for relationship. Thank you that the battle is already won. Thank you that the victory is already ours. Thank you for your love. Amen.